0: As I'm thinking about things and how I would respond in some of these conversations, I am, like, remembering the fact that my dad listens to this podcast, so... (laughs) Oh, well, maybe not this episode. (laughs) I'll tell him to skip this one. Um, (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two White Girls Talk Bollywood. I'm Kim... And I'm
1: Katie, and we're here to talk about singing and dancing and Bollywood women.
0: Yeah, we are. (laughs) Yes, all about that lady love. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a truly fabulous way of saying that we are watching Thank You For Coming this week. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to talk about this movie. I enjoyed it a lot.
1: I enjoyed it too. I did find myself thinking about the one review that we had read where it was like watch it with your brain turned off Uh-huh. just because there was one glaring glaring omission <laughs> but then I was like I don't know how you're not addressing this until the end <laughs> I enjoyed it I don't necessarily know that it it targeted it did what it set out to do
0: which is interesting because that's what I think a lot of the um a lot of the like actual criticism of the movie is about that. I don't think that this movie needed to have a super profound message. I think it was just fun to watch a romantic comedy that is about a woman finding the power in herself to not need a partner. I
1: agree with that, yeah.
0: And certainly I think that in some ways the movie tried to have some profound messaging, and I actually found myself... like appreciating some of those moments but mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with just this movie just being fun and not really having to have a, a, a really powerful message behind it I did think it was interesting that some people called it preachy, which I guess okay could, I don't feel bad yeah I guess that could be an interpretation of the the ending. But yeah, I don't feel like the whole movie is preachy in any way, right? Yeah, no,
1: I agree with that. I like your take on it because I think I was putting it, I was putting too much pressure on it, yeah. which I think a lot of people probably did. I don't know, kind of like the Barbie movie. I've been thinking know? about
0: the Barbie movie too. <laughs> yeah, like this idea, where it's like
1: you're gonna, this is gonna be groundbreaking, yeah, and mind changing, and it's like,
0: no, we're just having
1: fun yeah. and pointing out all of these things about society
0: exactly that's exactly how I feel about the Barbie movie and about this movie it's like it's there was nothing in it that was like new or groundbreaking to me it you know it was just that it was a movie about things that I think women think about on a Mm -hmm. regular basis but don't necessarily get to see portrayed in media Um, especially in a conservative country like India
1: well yeah and I was thinking I was like interestingly enough I think this was the first film that I really felt the difference in culture Mm -hmm. which is odd because you would think that there would be other films with bigger differences (laughs) where it would be harder to to think about what that would be like but here I think it's just so much of like do you really not talk about this stuff like I don't know and in that case it is amazing enough that there is a film that's like let's literally say the word orgasm Mm -hmm. many times yeah (laughs) and maybe that is just like a step in the right direction it doesn't have to be this everything at once
0: right and yeah i'm glad you said that too because we've made that point about other movies in the past um mm-hmm. you know where it's like at least it's putting this out there at least it's making it a part of the conversation as opposed to yeah. pretending it doesn't exist and of all of the movies that we've said that about i don't think this movie did any damage in doing that I, other I agree movies, with that like yeah. I'm thinking of Satya Prem Kikata. I'm thinking about a couple of the movies we watched during Pride Month last month. Yeah. There was actual damage that could Mm -hmm. have happened out of those movies. Whereas this movie, it did that. It was like, let's make this part of the conversation. But it was just fun. And I agree with that. There were moments where I was worried. I was like, oh my gosh, are we going to say this? Are we going to do that? Are we going to judge this person for this? And then we didn't. And I was like, great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I think my main criticism would have made it not what it was. So... (laughs) We'll talk about that at the end.
0: So, of course, this movie stars Bumi Pednikar, who oh, yes. is just incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: She has a lot of charisma and, like, she very much, like, she draws the eye. Yes. Yeah. I just like her presence Absolutely. on screen. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Even critical reviews that I read about the movie, everyone was very excited about her performance. Everyone thought that it was, like, a, yeah. a, a career-best kind of a performance, which I don't know if that's would... true because she's been in a lot of, like, really important stuff, too, but...
1: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I would say, like, None of my criticism has anything to do with the acting. Yes, and has everything to do with what I perceived to be the message that might not have actually <laughs> been the message.
0: Well, and I do think that I think the movie did like tout itself as trying to have a message. So I absolutely think your criticisms are valid. <laughs> the only other person I wanted to mention is Anil Kapoor because I love him and I loved him. <laughs> in this. Great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll hold off on talking about him for <laughs>
0: Yeah, now. and the movie was directed by Karan Bulani. Always love to see a man succeed at directing a female-forward film. Yeah. But helps that the movie was written by two women, uh, Radhika Anand and Prashasti Singh.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm ready, to, I'm ready to dive in. Let's get this thing started. <laughs> Let's get, Let's get this... this party started. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's a party it is a party and separately I do love that anil kapoor was like yes i support this yeah. i do want to talk about women's orgasms <laughs> like it's
0: important anil kapoor seems like the kind of man who respects women he yeah. clearly loves the women in his life and wants everybody to love and respect the women in their lives
1: mm-hmm. love him but anyway we open with a voiceover telling us that girls grow up with fairy tales about princesses who kiss frogs, who turn into princes, and then they live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Our narrator says that she too believed that, but her story starts with the end. And we go back to Delhi, 1996, Mm -hmm. where we see a children's play at school that includes a scene about a couple being given a magic mango in order to have a child. And our narrator Kanika, as a child, emerges. I think off script and <laughs> announces to everyone in the audience that that's not how babies are made, and in fact, people need to have sex in order to reproduce.
0: She's not wrong.
1: <laughs> She's correct. Yeah, but everyone acts like she like murdered someone on like, stage.
0: Literally, all of the children in the in the play are crying, crying. <laughs> at the mention of sex. <laughs> Yeah, Um, which is kind of great. But
1: (laughs) everyone is super shocked. And as Kanika and her mother walk to the headmistress's office, everyone's giving them disapproving looks and making comments about how Kanika was conceived out of wedlock. And it only makes sense that she'd be raised this way since her mother is a gynecologist, how dare she?
0: Those dirty, <laughs> dirty doctors who help assist people with vaginas and their health. <laughs> oh
1: my god, I know how. Like, seriously.
0: It's really important.
1: It's a really important job. It's a job. very important <laughs> job, yeah. But so the headmistress then asks Kanika where she learned these dirty things. And the headmistress says that Kanika has to apologize in front of the entire school for her, quote, moral growth. mm and then all the kids start calling her Loser Konika.
0: Yeah. Which,
1: again, this is just, like, the cultural divide, I think. Yeah. But, like... At that age, if a kid would talked about sex, it would just be funny.
0: Right. That's... That, <laughs> for me. That is how I feel it would yeah. have been when I was a child. Because it's like, right. we're not supposed to talk about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you did. In fact, <laughs> that person would be someone to look up to for being so vocal about it. Right. But yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. It's not until again. your teenage years when you're made to feel shame for your sexual feelings that... <laughs> yes. <Yep. laughs> or lack thereof yeah. that you start to be embarrassed about it.
1: Yep. But anyway, yeah, big cultural divide here, yeah. so... I don't have a leg to stand on. Um,
0: (laughs) A horse to stand on. (laughs) A horse to stand
1: on. But we also see Kanika's mom being berated by her landlord for bringing home a man Mm -hmm. because she's a single woman. Mm -hmm. And Kanika observes this and says that she learned that there's no happiness to be had for a spinster princess. So she decided to start searching for her frog prince.
0: Mm.
1: Which is sad. Yeah.
0: It is sad. I think... We should all be so lucky to live long enough to be considered a spinster. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and the fact that, like, her mom did choose that life. Right, yeah. Like, she, she could made have... that decision. Yeah. Right, she could have gotten married.
0: She could have gotten married. She didn't want to, yeah.
1: But, yeah, that should be something to look up to, and instead you're like, my mom who's happy with her life, I never want to be like that because of all the struggles she goes through for it. Right, so, yeah. That's rough. It that's rough. rough, yeah. But then Kanika hits puberty, uh, and she really starts noticing boys. Mm-hmm. But she's confused about how to handle it because if you do nothing, you're a bore, and if you go for it, you're a whore.
0: Classic Madonna whore <laughs> dichotomy here.
1: So <laughs> true. That is universal. Yeah. I feel it like. is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope that's changing for kids these days. I I hope so,
0: too. Yeah, that there are options in between those two things and that neither of those two things is bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: But Kanika decides to have
1: sex with her true love as a teenager, and we see that she doesn't particularly enjoy sex with him. And I just kind of love that he's in, like, they're in a (laughs) car-themed bed. and you just see him kind of moving on top of her and then he rolls off and is like came right it's like
0: yeah. <laughs> she's just like he doesn't even listen to her response it just automatically assumes I, I... that was good for both of them
1: <laughs> but anyway it does not work out for them yeah. and so at the age of 25 Kanika is in a relationship with the professor mm-hmm. played by Anil Kapoor yep. who is 30 years older than her and I love this because the whole thing is that he's like old. He's a very handsome man. He's a
0: very handsome man. Yeah, and Anil Kapoor is definitely older than (laughs) than this character. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would marry Anil Kapoor. In a heartbeat. Yeah.
1: (laughs) One hundred percent. But he does ask her to marry him Mm -hmm. and she says yes. But then as he like stands up out of bed. His back gives out. <laughs> and so she's just like, okay, no, he's too old. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do this. And at 30, she's been through another relationship with Rahul, and he didn't have the same sex drive she did. So she's like, I guess I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. And she's out with her friends and drunkenly lying on the ground when she tells them that she's never had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. And her friends are super shocked and they're like, well, it's because of the porn industry and the unrealistic expectations it sets. Yeah <laughs> um, Which accurate? Yeah, yeah that probably accurate. is That probably is part of it. Masturbation does exist. Yeah,
0: and I, I, I think that that's a another valid critique of the movie is to like maybe have explained in one to two sentences why Kanika has not masturbated, or if she has, why that has not led her to have an orgasm.
1: Right, because I think that's a very common problem. Yeah, you know, where you're just like, like I don't don't know know what to do. No one's ever talked to me about this, and like I don't know what gets me there. Yeah, like that's all very valid. It was like the whole idea that why wasn't her friend's initial response like not even by yourself right like I
0: wondered that too and I and I know this is jumping ahead of the plot teensy bit but like the part where the where they give her the sex toys yes I had assumed was the film's suggestion that like she could use these by herself as well as with a partner yeah um but that was the only moment before the end where I felt like it was even suggested that that was an option
1: right yeah. right and that was my main hang-up i was like this whole movie we're going through and it's like never even an option
0: yeah that
1: she could orgasm by herself and it, without l- it a person present
0: would have just yeah like you said taken a moment of her being yeah. like i've tried it doesn't work for me like that's it like
1: yeah yeah i would yeah. have
0: appreciated and like, that okay it. fully believed it on we go with the yes
1: blood. <laughs> but so kanika decides to settle for an arranged marriage and on her 32nd birthday, Kanika's excited because a handsome man named Arjun shows up at her birthday party. Mm-hmm. But then a younger woman named Rushi follows him in. And you would think Rushi's not important
0: but apparently she is she is she's like kind of she's got a lot of sage advice this rushi yeah this was one of the moments where i was concerned watching this i was like oh no rushi's you know the younger woman she's the enemy right. but then everybody like really liked rushi
1: yeah it's like you're worried that they're gonna pit woman against woman here, right but that's not at all what happens yeah yeah and rushi's just like a
0: cool girl <laughs> a cool woman who uh Kanika becomes friends with yeah
1: so yeah, Kanika's friends then pull Arjun aside and scold him for bringing a date to what was supposed to be a date with Kanika. Yeah, and he's like, "What? I respect Kanika, but she's thirty plus. So come on, she's a gorgeous woman."
0: Uh, yeah, women who are older than thirty are disgusting. <laughs> um, I can confirm as one myself.
1: <laughs> You're beautiful, kid. Beautiful. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so thumbs down to him but then there's a fun dance club scene Mm -hmm. i did want to go to this club yeah seemed like a party
0: it seems like a good time
1: where everyone's feeling themselves but not literally apparently
0: (laughs) we don't don't do that until the end of this movie (laughs) and it just looks like a total
1: blast yeah big fan And then we see Kanika have a conversation with Rushi, who says that she has not and will not hook up with Arjun because she only goes to first base with these uncle types. And I was like, I love it. Because here he is, like, knocking Kanika for being above 30. And now the woman that he wants to get with is like, ew, he's old. (laughs) So good. But then Rushi gives Kanika the advice to have sex with someone who loves her, not who she loves. Yeah. And while I would worry about the the emotional toll that would take on the the partner she chooses, it's not bad advice. It's really not. Yeah, like go with, If you're just trying to get your rocks off. Yeah, go
0: with someone who is just going to like be there for you as yeah. opposed to someone who thinks that they're doing you a favor. Yeah. Now, we could
1: say that that could be a reciprocal thing. But, I think it know. would
0: ideally be that you're both equally into each other, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that doesn't always happen. Nah. And so, Kanika
1: then takes this advice to heart, and she goes to the home of one of her male friends, Jivan, who... Jivan, Jivan, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not G1, which is what... <laughs> I yeah. <can't> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um... Jivan, who has unrequited love for her Mm -hmm. for years, and she like marches up into his bedroom and begs him to take advantage of her. (laughs) And all he wants is for her to wear one of his t-shirts and cuddle with him. (laughs) (laughs) He's very sweet. sweet (laughs) He's so sweet. But she's angry because she doesn't want a PG fantasy. She wants a rated R fantasy. Yeah, rated X. Yeah ever mature
0: <laughs> nc-17
1: <laughs> and after he drops her off at home he tells her that she's not a loser to him she's a legend because she lives the way she wants yeah very that's so sweet. sweet he's a he's, he's a, a nice guy man. he is a nice guy yeah in kanika's house her grandmother encourages her to marry jivan and there is a whole argument between mom and grandma about feminism and what it means to be a woman. And Kanika ends this argument by falling down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we get a dreamlike funeral where everyone says what they think her problem was. They say that she aimed her men out of her league, that she didn't know what she wanted, and she didn't know how to pleasure a man. Mm-hmm. Gross.
0: I I'm gonna say I liked this scene not because I liked any of the yes. like, content of it, but I just I liked that it happened in this movie because just the like, yeah. Let's listen to all these men talk about what this woman's right. problem is. <laughs> yeah, I think yep. yeah. I, like I, it's supposed to make us not feel happy, and I did not feel it happy. succeeds. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but thankfully this was all a dream. She did not really die but she asks her grandmother whether all the Kapoor women are cursed to be single forever and grandma says that they all have choices to make and kanika then picks up the phone calls jivan and tells him she'll marry him yeah he's very excited about it
0: yeah i feel i feel very sad for him <laughs> uh, i did
1: too yeah
0: everything cause... works out for the best but like i did feel bad for him yeah
1: but then Kanika tells her friends about the engagement and encounters some mean girls from her school days. And then Kanika invites them to her ga- engagement to prove she's not a loser anymore. Yeah. Did you find yourself thinking about, like, last week when we read the plot description, there was some mention of a lie?
0: Oh, I, f- I don't remember that.
1: It was, like, their friends. I think, like, the IMDb description mentioned a lie.
0: Assemble- Is this about a different movie hold on am i looking at the right thing yeah thank you for coming when five best friends assemble together at a family gathering they must navigate the hilarious and heartwarming consequences of their lie. that's definitely a different movie <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious. it's not even credited to somebody like i don't know where this <laughs> came from
1: <laughs> there's some like troll <laughs> on imdb just going around deleting synopsis and writing their own because <laughs> the entire time this film is happening i'm like where's this lie that's supposed to happen oh my what? god that's so funny that's hilarious because <laughs> i was gonna be like that was not accurate
0: no it was super inaccurate
1: ah <laughs> uh, well anyway Kanika starts planning her wedding, mm-hmm. and mom tells her that she is rushing into this decision, but Kanika doesn't want to listen. And then there's a montage song of wedding preparations that also includes a storyline where Kanika's friend's daughter, Rebea, is having a romance with a boy from her school, and it's very cute. But then we see Rebea talk to Kanika about possibly having sex with this boy. And Kanika says a lot of things about boys and how awful they are, but then she ends by saying that you should have sex when you want to and when you're ready yeah, um, rather than waiting for, quote-unquote, true love. Yeah. Which I agree.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. And the, yeah, the observation about, like, not putting pressure on your virginity, which is a totally societally formed construct. Yeah. None of that stuff is real.
1: (laughs) Right. And it's like – It's also, it's not just women who are putting pressure on it. It's men, too. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think people. But,
1: you know, yeah, it's like, no, it's fine. It's like, no, it's got to be special. It's like,
0: actually, no, I don't. It doesn't need to be special. I get to make my own choice about when and how this happens for me.
1: And, you know, maybe some people do want, you know, whatever. And that's totally fine for them. But, yeah, it's about making it a choice rather than an expectation. Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I also think expecting it to be special and putting a lot of expectation on that. You know, when we're talking about a first time, especially if it's two people's first time, you're... Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Disappointment is not out of the question. (laughs) Right. I think
1: that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Got to view it as a fun experiment.
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Wonderful. And this is also one of the few scenes we see Kanika, like, doing her job
0: as a film know! (laughs) That's also a really good point. Like, that doesn't come up very often.
1: (laughs) That was kind of my thing, is that literally this is a two-hour film. Yeah. And it is only about one thing.
0: Well, I think it's interesting that, like, because another criticism of the movie was that it tried to do a lot like and you know one of those things where it kind of like was a lot of like surface level stuff that it didn't dive into which i guess if you're thinking about the fact that it has the sex tape thing and the drag queen thing, and like you know i don't think that none of that that stuff didn't belong in the movie um right but i do agree we could have flushed fleshed out kanika better as a person yeah and one of those things could have been like yeah showing her Doing her job more.
1: Right. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) We see Rebea take that step with her boyfriend. And then there's the engagement party. And the dance here is super fun.
0: I really... I liked this number a lot. Yeah. This is a good one.
1: Yeah. I did not write down the name of it. But it (laughs) was a bop. Yeah, it was a bop. (laughs) Um, And Kanika's outfit is
0: gorgeous. She looks
1: incredible. Yeah. She really does. But then... Arjun shows up at the engagement party and tells Kanika that he and Rushi broke up and then he flirts with her.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then Kanika goes to the dance floor and she encounters her previous frogs. And I was like, God, this is like Mama Mia. That was what
0: I wrote down too. (laughs) (laughs) And because I remembered, (laughs) I remembered in. It must have been the Netflix plot description then. There was something about, like, you know, at, at her engagement has an encounter that changes things. And so I was like, yeah. this is going to be like Mamma Mia, but with orgasms. Right.
1: <laughs> gimme, give gimme, give gimme give a man after yeah.
0: midnight. <laughs> yeah. God, I love Mamma Mia. <laughs> Who does Yeah. I say that and I was not, that was not a criticism of this movie. <laughs> no, no. A comparison to Mamma Mia is a compliment in our <laughs> Yeah
1: but uh jivan then surprises kanika with a key to the new home he's bought for them yeah and she is starting to really be scared to be like oh my god this is happening yeah i'm marrying this man and then we get a voiceover from kanika saying that after a few drinks everything feels right at this moment she says happily ever after is a myth Happy is good enough. And I actually, I think that's a pretty good, actually, message.
0: I agree. I'm actually very into that perspective. I also think Kanika has a drinking problem, and she should address that. Yes.
1: (laughs) Some of the criticisms that I saw were also noting that there is a lot of, like, partying and drinking in this film. Mm -hmm. And they were like, it's making it seem like women can't have fun unless they're drinking and at the club. I didn't
0: get that, that impression. Yeah, that part of it doesn't bother me. It's all of the then, like, sexual encounters she's ha- she has after yep. she's been drinking. And then also all the driving she does after she's been drinking. I, that yeah. I have a problem with. But the actual doing of the drinking, I don't have a problem with.
1: Right, yeah, it's just irresponsible. She's a very irresponsible lady for she being like thirty two, and none
0: of her friends are looking out for her.
1: Not that yeah, it's necessarily no.
0: their responsibility, but you'd hope your friends would do but that like, for you. Hey, yeah,
1: <laughs> if I ever drunkenly was like, "I'm going to go drive my car now," I would hope you'd be like, "I would no. not let you. <laughs> Don't worry." But the. Morning after the engagement party, Kanika wakes up and immediately dumps water all over herself. I was like, relatable. (laughs) (laughs) You wake up with a hangover and you're just like, where is my body? (laughs) And then she remembers that she had an orgasm for the first time the night before. Mm -hmm. And she calls her friends to let them know. And I do love everyone is so excited for her. Yeah. But she doesn't know which man she had sex with. And I wrote... I'm confused at this point because there may have been no man.
0: <laughs> I wrote that down too. I was like, I hope she did it to herself.
1: <laughs> right. And I'm like, again, it's just, I'm not going to, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff and there's a lot of shame and guilt around masturbation across various cultures, but that didn't even cross your mind. Right. I don't know.
0: I wonder if the movie was trying to make that like have more of an impact by not mentioning it as a possibility before by cuz i think yeah. if the movie did have a message it's very much that like you know you don't need a partner to be happy you also right. don't need a partner to have an orgasm and maybe in kind of like bollywood fashion they wanted to make that be like more dramatic but i think yeah. that it makes it so that they kind of miss some other opportunities that they could have right. had and again one sentence earlier in the movie of Kanika saying she doesn't enjoy masturbation would have made it make sense that she then assumes that that's not what happened for her right. here
1: yeah. yeah I mean there definitely are people who are repressed enough that they haven't ever tried masturbation yeah. and yeah. so you know I'm like kind of like okay if there are people who watch this and then we're like I can do that great like I'm bridgerton totally, like bridgerton when when daphne had a man teach her how to masturbate right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because her mom wouldn't and she apparently never explored herself
0: i'm gonna so. i am just gonna interject to say i do think it makes a little bit more sense in life for a band to teach you how to masturbate than your mom but maybe that's just <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay i'm not saying that she should be present I do think there's something to be said for like children, you know, they're figuring things out. They're like, what's this do? Mm -hmm. And then there's a time for a parent to be like, yeah, that's okay. okay. Just maybe do that in private, you know, when other people aren't around. But yeah, versus uh, we don't do that.
0: Right. And, and I think it's interesting too that you know Kanika's mom being established as being this very like you know open forthcoming woman yeah who, that sh- yeah you know, knows a lot about the female anatomy right like you would think that she would have been that kind of parent to be like you know you should take these up and maybe yeah that could have been the reason that she's not into it like that could have been you That's know my true. mom always wanted was always talking about masturbating and it just made me feel weird about it also enough that's true
1: (laughs) yeah it just it it it, I understand like I I agree with you I think they're trying to make it more dramatic yeah by so obviously ignoring it it kind of just I was like but but this yeah why why aren't we
0: it didn't, they, why
1: are we all so confused they
0: needed to like make it go away as an option yeah and yes. then have it be the dramatic thing as opposed yeah. to just being like let's not mention it
1: because <laughs> i think it yeah i think it only works if you as the audience member are like what
0: yeah i never thought
1: about masturbation right. before yeah which again there's people yeah i'm totally. sure there are Those people, people who, are out there yeah who did feel yeah. that way yeah but kanika decides that it must have been jivan and so she rushes over to his house goes to his room and wakes him up by jumping on him because she wants to have sex again. And she tears his shirt off, and he orgasms pretty much immediately. Yeah. And he then reveals that this was the farthest they'd gotten.
0: Which... I mean, clearly it wasn't him because if like her being on top of him with their clothes on is the farthest they've gone, then it wouldn't have been him. But I was right. also like the like the initial moment where he prematurely ejaculates and she just like gets off of him and like looks like a little bit like surprised that that happened. Yeah, I'm, like that does not mean he could not have given you an orgasm. Like
1: <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. Him, yeah, agreed. Yeah. I also just feel for him in that moment. Like he was asleep, and suddenly this woman jumps on him, and it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of stimulation. And, and I understand. And I don't
0: remember if this is actually explicitly said, but it certainly seems like he probably is a virgin too, and or not too. Yeah. He probably is a virgin, hasn't, or or at least very inexperienced with with women. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, this is a woman he's been attracted to for years. It's yeah, very understandable yeah. for this to to happen.
1: I feel I feel bummed for him. That this was, like, his first time, like, ejaculating with this woman. I... When it wasn't on his terms, like, at all. It kind of just was thrust upon just, him. So to
0: speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and I think that if that were something that happened in an actual, like, loving partnership or, like, a, a mutual, mutual caring for each other partnership her reaction would have been a lot more, like, understanding and kind than yes. it actually No, I was. agree with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Never mind that later on it's talked about how, like, a woman can't feel anything in her nether regions unless she feels, like, a connection with her head and her heart, which is a very sweet sentiment, but also there's lots of women who don't necessarily seek that connection in sexual encounters like yeah sometimes and it is just physical
0: there's also a great deal of evidence to suggest that the majority of women do uh, that is true yeah and that's actually a part of my research <laughs> oh just a line I'm excited about, about, this. about it yeah <laughs> so
1: Kanika decides that her sexual partner must have been professor mm-hmm. because he'd gifted her this book uh, this very romantic gift yeah and so she goes to his house only to find him with rushi yep. <laughs> who said she doesn't get past first base with these uncle types but yeah
0: but i mean Anil Kapoor Anil Kapoor. is a different uh, different <laughs> story
1: <laughs> yeah and here kanika learns that the professor gave rushi the same book mm-hmm. so it's not actually special he's
0: got one move
1: <laughs> yeah so she's like okay it wasn't him so maybe it was rahul mm-hmm. and rahul has texted kanika and invited her somewhere to talk And it turns out to be a drag show Mm -hmm. that he's the star of. Yeah, Rahul. (laughs) I loved this edition. So good. Really loved it. Yeah,
0: I did want to mention that this actor is an actual drag queen. That's amazing. I couldn't find their drag name. Yeah, it's
1: mentioned in the movie, and I'm assuming that must be their real drag name, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe. So yeah, I did not write down Rahul's drag queen name. Um, so I just referred to. Her as Rahul um, with he/him pronouns. But after the show, Rahul tells Kanika that he came out to her last night, but she doesn't remember any of that. And he's like, Oh, it's the same old like two drinks and you forget everything.
0: Um, All of her friends know about this. Why do they let her have more than two drinks?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And like if you're blacking out all the time, maybe you shouldn't drink so much. Yeah.
0: I agree with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But Rushi is also here, yeah. and the three of them have a conversation about how sex is all about the man, and men don't know what to do. And I'm just also kind of like, well, whose fault is that? Like, in the same way that women aren't encouraged to maybe explore their bodies, men also aren't really taught healthy sexual practice, so. Yeah,
0: it's the patriarchy slash porn's fault, is whose fault it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so Kanika and Rahul are driving to the airport when, because Rahul's leaving. Yeah, where he's is he on going? Plane. <laughs> I, I think he must not be from here. I, I oh, that's a, okay, that's
0: a great, a great thought, yeah.
1: I was confused by this. Um, but Kanika says that maybe it was Arjun that she had sex with. And Rahul says it couldn't have been him. Wink. And as they say goodbye, Rahul says that he chooses to be himself and now Kanika has a choice to make. And after Rahul leaves for his gate, the same mean girl from earlier is at the airport. And she, because apparently she also doesn't live here. I don't know. Yeah, I
0: don't know what the deal with this mean girl is. I, <laughs> she's she's another character who could have maybe been fleshed out a little bit better, but whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, She's just there to be mean. Yeah. But she approaches kanika and she reveals that she saw kanika's guy friend karan who's married to her other friend mm-hmm. come out of the hotel room so kanika is like oh my god it was my friend karan who's married to my one of my best friends I We cheated on my best friend. <laughs>
0: Which is just, like, such a ridiculous assumption. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What? I was just, I was getting very angry in my notes because I was like, this had better not be true.
1: Right. It was just weird. Yeah. yeah. But then we get a flashback of Kanika and Karan talking about Karan's problems in his marriage. And it ends with them both on their backs on the floor and Karan reaching out to tuck some hair behind her ear. Mm-hmm. But then Kanika snaps back into the present because she had this flashback
0: while she was driving. Yeah, drunk. <laughs> drunk. She's not drunk at this time. She was, she was drinking at the bar at the drag show. <laughs> I guess that's true, but she seemed very sober when she drove Rahul. I think she's just gotten good at drunk driving. <laughs> it's not something you
1: ever want to be good no. at. It's not something you want to be bad at either. You just shouldn't be just doing it. Just don't do it. <laughs> oh my god um but yeah so she smashes into another car Mm -hmm. we just hope no one died Mm -hmm. or got seriously hurt yeah kanika what are you doing
0: no uh (laughs) no white tiger car deaths here
1: yeah no thank you and jivan arrives to help talk to the cops they also she for some reason just had this bag of sex toys that her friends had given her like in her car and the cops are like this is her bag and it does seem like there's some pretty heavy judgment yeah. here. Jeevan, like, brings the bag over to her, hands it to her, and then Kanika gives him back his engagement ring, saying, this is not for me. And she tells him that he's a good man, and it's nothing that he's done. And I really love Jeevan in this moment, because he's like, I'm a successful, like, business owner – I have a great family. I just bought this new house. I've turned down six marriage proposals because I was hung up on you. Yeah, I'm gonna be fine. Yeah, but what are you gonna do now? And then he drops the mic <laughs> and drives away.
0: I also another thing I wanted to say about Jivan when we were talking about the the premature ejaculation scene earlier is like this is a man who you can teach to give you what you want like this is a man who wants to pleasure a partner and all he needs is potentially a little bit of guidance and that he'd be open to and he'd be very open to he seems
1: very like not toxically masculine no
0: definitely he just
1: seems like a well-adjusted man yeah yeah and i
0: like i like a lot that in this moment he's like i know i'm desirable like i don't need (laughs) you or anyone else to tell me that
1: (laughs) yeah no it was super great it was like good for him I, I also just remembered this one thought I had where I was just like, she's had several relationships and never had an orgasm. And again, there are reasons for that. Mm-hmm. That is true for people. But also, like, did you ever have an actually, like, open conversation with your partner?
0: Yeah. I, I don't think it's hard to jump to the conclusion that the partners who she had had in the past probably would not have been open to hearing mm-hmm. that that kind of Like, constructive criticism. Yeah. And also, this was just mentioned once very briefly, and then it never came up again, but that she had faked orgasms in the past.
1: Oh, right. Again, this
0: is where I think, you know, the criticism of, like, this movie didn't really go deep enough into what it was trying to do are valid, because I think those are two really interesting things to explore and really interesting societal pressures that get placed on women in heterosexual couplings. Um, also
1: you know men heterosexual men are expected to just know
0: right oh yeah magically
1: but evidently you're not supposed to talk like there's no learning process involved yeah Yeah. or
0: yeah I think that that's there and also that it's easy it's inherent and it takes the Mm -hmm. same kinds of things to make it happen for you know for a heterosexual coupling yeah just like a lot of misconceptions that could have been dived into more right yeah lack of communication is bad for everyone
1: yeah. Oh my God. What a time. Um, Kanika takes a bus to get home. And while she's on the bus, Rebea, her friend's daughter, calls Kanika crying and she sends her a video that was taken of her having sex with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then this boy, this jerk face of a boy, leaked the video to everyone because he was the one who took it. Yeah,
0: it was not, she was, she did not consent to it.
1: And nope. And it's gone viral on the day that she's graduating and being recognized for her academic excellence. Yeah. Because she's, like, the top student in the school. Yeah. And everyone is now calling her slutty Rebea because she had consensual sex with someone she trusted. Mm-hmm. But this sends Kanika into a flashback of overhearing her high school boyfriend with the cars-themed bed (laughs) making fun of her with his friends after they had sex.
0: And this is where I think we do get a little bit of like the reality of this struggle as a woman and the idea Mm -hmm. that like he calls her a defective piece and then says she must be a lesbian, which obviously is not an insult, but he means it as an insult. And yes, that that I think is where we don't maybe go into it far enough, but this is where we kind of like connect this idea of like women aren't allowed to ask for things. And so, of course, she couldn't have a conversation with her partners about how she could have an orgasm and what she enjoyed. And of course, she would fake her orgasms because if she's not orgasming like naturally at the drop of a hat, she right. must be like this cold, frigid, oh. like defective woman. And the fact that that was her first partner is going to traumatize. I'm now, like, I'm remembering that I had realized all these things and I made all these criticisms, like, five minutes ago that I'm like, oh, actually, no, the movie does try to (laughs) cover these bases. So now I'm kind of backtracking a little bit.
1: No, but that's true. It's just, yeah, it's tragic. Um, Yeah. Anyway, there's a sad montage now where everyone's really sad. And then Kanika arrives at home only to be punched by Pallavi, who is her friend and Karan's wife. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, how dare you sleep with my husband, punch. And Kanika gets a black eye from this. Yeah,
0: which this was confusing to me because, like, why didn't she talk to Karan about it? Like, because Karan knew that they didn't have sex.
1: Right. I think she's going through her own stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) knows. And then Rebea's mom shows up and yells at Kanika for giving Rebea advice that ruined her life. And as Kanika is being patched up by her mom, they have a conversation in which her mom says 70% of women in the world haven't had an orgasm their entire lives because 90% of men don't know how to do it. I just, I found that sentence very cringy um, and did immediately Google it. And it seems like 70% is a, overestimation those
0: numbers are off yeah
1: (laughs) yes are we gonna yeah (laughs) okay great and then her mom continues that's why I tell my patients do it yourself that's the key to happiness Mm -hmm. and she goes on to say that if this was a man a men's problem there'd be many movies made about it but because it's a woman's problem it's not discussed Mm -hmm. truth yeah Thanks. Thank you for coming for doing yeah. that. <laughs> and then there's another flashback where we see Karan tucking Hanukkah into bed and leaving the room. And Kanika masturbates successfully, which is great for her. Yeah, good for her. I did get confused because at times in this sequence, it seemed like both hands of her head and she didn't actually use a toy or anything so i was like
0: i don't understand what's happening but you're in a mind palace yeah. for <laughs> you. Girl. everybody gets to yeah she she's just feeling herself she's just <laughs> vibing she's just in the moment yeah 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 I, but i i was just you know it's funny <laughs> maybe maybe she like grabbed a toy
1: <laughs> maybe in the midst of it we yeah. didn't see that part yeah. anyway <laughs> It's wonderful for her. And actually I was really happy about the like we're not gonna shy away from showing a woman masturbating. Yeah. Like she's having a great time. In we're just existing in this Yeah. I was like, thank you. This is wonderful. Yeah. And not like grossly over sexualized. Right. Like it feels like a very empowering thing rather yes. than a like.
0: It's not thing. yeah, like it's not like for anybody else's pleasure. It's just like this right. is a part of the story.
1: Yes. And again, it feels silly to have to like really harp on how great that is, but I know. <laughs> you don't see that a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, having realized that she actually gave herself the orgasm, Kanika excitedly runs out of the house to go make everything right. Mm-hmm. And she drives to the school where Rebea is taking the stage to make her apology because the school is like, you have to apologize. Like, why does she have to apologize? I
0: know, right? This is garbage. I was really upset about that.
1: Kanika runs on stage before Rebea can actually say the words, I'm sorry, and Kanika speaks into the microphone instead. And she says that after 17 years, she's here to say what Rebea can't say, which is, to hell with you all. And she asks the crowd why a strong woman is so threatening to them. And this empowers Rebea to step up to the microphone and say that she's not ashamed of the video because she did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. It's everyone who spread that video who should be ashamed. Yes. And Rebea says she doesn't want to say sorry, which prompts a bunch of kids in the audience to stand up and shout various things like, I don't want to wear a bra, and I don't want to get my eyebrows done, and I don't want to study math.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like that that kid, they like pull back down. They're like, that's not what this is about. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it ends with everyone chanting smash patriarchy. Yeah.
0: Which is great. It is great. <laughs> fun.
1: I love it kanika gets dragged off stage by security but then she makes up with her friends and she's all happy now and we see her accept this point of i just need to be by myself for a little bit i don't need to look for someone to give me happiness i can be happy alone and we end with happiness happens when you are with you
0: yay
1: which is a really nice message I agree
0: I absolutely agree with that yeah
1: but yeah it was interesting because I was just like I just feel like it got a little bit repetitive at times Mm -hmm. because they only did have like the one main plot point going
0: I do wish that there had maybe been just a couple more conversations specifically Mm -hmm. with Kanika and her friends to just really fully bring together all of these ideas because I think it leaves the audience having to make some of these connections themselves. And mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily that everybody could do that or everybody would like go to right. the effort of trying to do that. I, so I, I agree with you. I think they, they definitely, they could have done more, but I still stand by that. I enjoyed this movie a lot. And I think it's like a step in a good positive direction.
1: I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of felt like it was a, it's not about masturbation I think it has the deeper message of like you don't need to seek happiness or fulfillment from another person like sexually or emotionally right because you're told to do that if you want but like you can also be happy on your own which I think is very important Mm -hmm. but it did feel like a lot of it was about masturbation and then I had kind of been like Wishing then that had it had gone more into the shame and guilt that tends to surround that topic for children through adolescence, like into adulthood, because that is a reason that a lot of people struggle with sex in general and talking about it, because they were taught as children like that's dirty; it's not something we do or talk about.
0: We've said this about other movies in the past too that it was like trying to not go into full detail about some of these things because I think a lot of the audience wouldn't have been ready to Mm -hmm. delve into those things but then subsequently they didn't necessarily handle the material as effectively as they could have if they had gone into those things.
1: I know I'm happy that you're bringing us back to like arguments we made last year (laughs) for certain films because I'm like you're right having representation that's maybe imperfect and not as deep as it could be is still better than not having had this film. Yeah.
0: And again, I think the only the only part of this movie that I think is even like a little bit potentially harmful is the moment with the premature ejaculation, because Kanika's reaction to it is so repulsed, which I don't think was what the movie was trying to say, but I could absolutely right. see And, in fact, did read a couple of, like, negative reviews that were interpreting that moment as, like, okay, it's okay to shame men for, you know, having orgasm-related complications in their their Mm -hmm. sexual encounters, but it's not okay to shame women for that. Which I don't think was at all what the movie was trying to do, but I can understand that interpretation.
1: yeah so I yeah let's yeah (laughs) I want to talk about it
0: I kind of did like two chunks of research one one quick one one longer one Mm -hmm. the first one the quicker one is orgasm statistics great
1: I'm excited about this
0: just because yeah the numbers like you said the 70 percent of women have never had an orgasm and 90 percent of men can't give women an orgasm it's weird it just, like, there's weird... It felt ass-
1: weird on multiple levels. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> there's also weird assumptions. There's, like, some queer erasure happening there. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, and I do want to say upfront too, that, like, a lot of this research is about, like, heterosexual partnerships. Mm, mm-hmm. So that's why I'm sort of talking about, like, men and women understand, you know, like... With yeah, Obviously, like the there's, binary. yeah there's a much bigger uh, spectrum of of sexual relationships that can happen, but this is what's explored in this movie. So this is kind of what I'm'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about. I will also say that the statistics that I am sharing are from American studies. And so mm-hmm. I don't know, for all I know, seventy percent of women across the globe, yeah, have never experienced an orgasm. That still seems yeah. high. But the stats I'm using are from American studies, and the reason that I felt that that was okay is because Femina India, uh, the women's magazine that we've talked Mm, about mm -hmm. before, used these same statistics uh, (laughs) in a 2020 article that they published. Okay, great. Yeah, so I I, I don't think there's necessarily a lot of studies happening in other places about some of these things. But so according to the National Survey of Health and Behavior, heterosexual men are the most likely to experience an orgasm during a sexual encounter at 91%, mm-hmm. um, and heterosexual mm-hmm. women are the least likely at 64%, which is bad given that those are the people who are having sex with each other. Heterosexual men and yeah, heterosexual Yeah, there's
1: like a 30% women. gap there. Yep, yeah,
0: pretty, pretty, pretty big happening? orgasm gap there. The American Sociological Review also found that the percentage of times that a whim- a woman might experience an orgasm went up significantly when they were having sex with a repeat partner. Mm -hmm. Only 10% of women reported having orgasms during first-time or one-time hookups with Mm -hmm. a a heterosexual partner, compared to 20% in the second to third encounter with the same person, 40% with the fourth and fifth encounter, and up to 70% when they had been having sex with the same partner for six months Mm -hmm. um and so this yeah this again feeding into what is i think on the one hand a good and real thing to be aware of about women that there is a connection between mind and body that that Mm -hmm. should be understood and also that not every woman needs that It's good to be aware of both of those things so that there's not an assumption made that women need to have a romantic, a deeper relationship with somebody, but that it might be beneficial for many.
1: Well, and also I just wonder, is that really indicative of only that or is it also just as you get...
0: Just getting to know each other's bodies. Yeah, yeah, you
1: get to know each other's bodies and you're kind of like, oh, okay, you know... And you are you trusting them more so you're being more communicative about your physical needs as well?
0: Right. Which, in um, my mind, is what is meant by that, like, mind-body that. connection. Is a confidence to be able to say what you want in an encounter as opposed yeah. to just being like, eh, this is just a one-time thing. I'm just gonna, whatever happens, happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. This isn't even for the, I'm just realizing, I'm like, yeah, I guess I assume that, like, women who seek out one-night stands are, like, that confident.
0: Well, and that's an interesting woman. I I think there's the, the Samanthas of the world. Um, who are? I think the, that's exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the Carrie Bradshaws of the world who are like you know every now and then I might want to have a one night stand, but typically I'm like looking for more of a repeat partnership. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think more women probably fall in the middle of that spectrum as opposed to the yeah fully the Samantha right, side of yeah. that spectrum. But uh, yeah, well that and those were those were the stats that I wanted to share about orgasms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I wanted to talk about sex ed in India. Yeah. And so first of all, um, I some fun quote unquote facts Maharashtra, Gujarat, Rajasthan, Madhya Pradesh, and Karnataka, all of those Indian states have banned sex ed in schools. And I think you may have mm-hmm. brought this up in I think in yeah, in research before that one of those yeah. states, I think it was Gujarat, had replaced sex ed in their curriculum with yoga classes.
1: Oh yeah, I think maybe because yeah. I, I read maybe that. I, did. Fact. I feel like I did a very shortened yeah, segment. Yeah, one
0: week. I think you. Yeah. I think you mentioned that like in our Pride Month, as like you know, sex ed isn't happening, so people who are, right. are queer don't know right. how to identify or what that is. Yeah, but yoga will help.
1: When you feel sexual urges, just do just yoga. Just do some
0: yoga. <laughs> I mean, it can
1: release some tension. Yeah,
0: and some people <laughs> can have exercise-induced orgasms. Yeah. So, yeah, all of these states have banned sex ed, but meanwhile, a recent survey found that 88% of Indian youth believe that there is an importance to receiving sex ed, but 66% of them see their teachers in school as being ill-equipped to give sex ed. Yeah. So the bulk of my information is coming from a YouTube channel called Abi and Niyu. And they gathered this data in a brief and very informative video entitled Why India Needs Sex Education, India's Porn Addiction Explained.
1: Oh. Yes.
0: And so in the video, they shared that sex ed has five different components to it. Anatomy, STDs, sexually transmitted diseases... Reproduction, mm-hmm. contraception, and healthy relationships. Yes. Present-day sex ed in India, where it exists, only includes the first two of those uh, those elements: anatomy and STDs. Okay. The governing bodies of school systems believe that the rest of sex ed should fall to the families of these these youths. Okay. But. Reasonable to wonder how would families know how to educate their children about these things when it was never taught to them? Because believe it right. or not, it takes more than just having sex to be able to effectively teach sex ed.
1: I'm surprised too that they don't talk about contraception. You know, if they're talking about STDs, why are they not also talking about that? Is it about abstinence? Because it abstinence is about abstinence. Is the best... Yeah, this
0: is the same thing in the US too. It's like if you talk about contraception, that means you're giving per- people permission to have sex. You're just educating them. (laughs) Screw you, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. And despite having the STD component, probably because they don't have the contraception component, the World Health Organization reports that 6% of Indian people have an STD. And when you remember how humongous India's population is, that's a lot of people with STDs. That sucks. Yeah, forty three percent of the population is presumed to have some kind of sexual problem, which they didn't really define what that is. But I think there's you know a wide range huh. of things that could fall in there, including premature ejaculation as as one yeah. example. India also has the third highest number of HIV infected people in the pro- in their population. Going to a different side, um, and an even more upsetting side, of what a lack of sexual education can do, it's estimated, as we've talked about on the podcast before, that someone is raped in India every 15 minutes. Uh uh Now, here the YouTube video references a little film called Highway... <laughs> and ah, <yes>. okay, <laughs> see that delighted smile on your face—delighted, um, but also
1: apprehensive. Yeah, but
0: without giving away any spoilers, because we are going to be watching that movie in a few months. They reference a climactic moment in the film where a person finally has the strength to reveal to their family that they were a victim of sexual assault as a child. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing—not just in India and other places, but you know, many children are sexually abused, they don't understand that they have been abused, and if they do, they feel great shame about coming forward, and oftentimes that means the abuse continues. Mm -hmm. And there's a lack of education around things like good touch, bad touch, Mm -hmm. which helps children understand when they have been affected in a way that's not good for them, and they should therefore talk to somebody about it so that it can stop. Right. So Abhi and Niu then observe that it's misconceptions about sex ed that prevents it from, you know, coming into common practice in India, despite the fact that it would help Mm. with these these bigger issues.
1: So it's, it's a cyclical issue. Like people don't necessarily know what sex ed encompasses because they were not right. taught it. Exactly. So then they're against teaching it, which means people continue to be yep. against it. Exactly.
0: Oh. Yes. People tend yeah. to think that sex ed is about how to have sex, which is so silly. Um, well, also because there's like
1: literally also the Indian people came out with the Karma Sutra, right? <laughs> that is
0: yes, that is a Hindu text. Yeah, the Karma Sutra, which which details. Uh, so many ways to have sex. There's not just one way. Yeah. People and and yeah. So that's that's going to come up here too. I make light of this. Um, I'm sorry. No, no. It's that that's valid, and that again gets brought up here. uh People also, you know, they think that students are going to be watching porn in a sex ed class, and they're worried that having these classes is going to spur on lustful oh urges, which again is something we hear here in the states is this yes. conservative concern that just the fact of talking about sex is going to cause young people to have sex not they mentioning the ha- fact that they're already having sex right <laughs> like, they want
1: to have it without that yeah but yeah almost okay.
0: as if it were a natural biological urge yeah for you know and not to say that those who don't feel that urge are yes unnatural in any way this belief that sex ed will cause people to watch more porn Is sort of torn apart by the fact that India has the second highest rates of people going to porn sites of any country in the world.
1: Fascinating.
0: Yeah. So young people are seeking answers to what are very natural questions, especially as they're Mm -hmm. experiencing puberty. And they find porn sites, going to porn sites and finding out information there, more accessible and less judgmental than their parents or their teachers or other school officials. Sure. And so this can lead to people developing an addiction to porn, Mm -hmm. not to mention getting a lot of misinformation, like the misinformation we see talked about in the movie around female orgasms. And so then to quote an outside source from this video that supports this, um, from the Journal of Psychosexual Health, people's lack of adequate scientific knowledge renders them dysfunctional in problem-solving and decision-making skills leading to several interpersonal conflicts, among the youth at large sexually transmitted infections and unintended pregnancies pose serious risks to health and well-being lack of information and interpersonal skills make them susceptible to harmful sexual exploitation lack of information about their rights compels them to be less confident about themselves and be coerced by repeated physical emotional and sexual abuse in an intimate relationship so All of this is kind of coming from this, like, getting this information from porn. All of these negative side effects are coming out of it. So then, going back to and Niu's video, uh, they draw a comparison between Britain and the Netherlands to give evidence that sex ed can work. In the Netherlands, a concerted effort was made to improve sex ed, which then saw teenage pregnancy rates drop. Whereas more Mm -hmm. conservative Britain, uh, where these efforts have been tamped down, teen pregnancy has remained at a constant rate. Yeah. Also, another additional side effect to effective sex ed in the Netherlands is that empathy between male-identifying students and female-identifying students has improved. Uh, Yeah. And instances of young men releasing sexual imagery of their female partners has gone down. Because they're actually, like, these are human beings. Exactly. Not
1: sexual objects.
0: Imagine that.
1: Oh, my God.
0: They then offered success stories from countries that are developmentally more similar to India. For example, Zambia, who introduced Mm. sex ed and saw a decrease in the number of HIV cases. And Bangladesh, which has been making a concerted effort to teach gender equality to girls between the ages of 12 and 19, while simultaneously teaching empathy to boys in the same age group.
1: Good. Yeah. (laughs) Also, just the idea, though, it's like we have to teach empathy. Yeah, like,
0: you know. (laughs) It's like, isn't that just something
1: we all have? Shouldn't we just
0: have that? Yeah. I, yeah. Enhancing our natural empathy, right. perhaps, would be a better way of saying that.
1: Yeah, combating the sexual objectification of the opposite sex. Yeah. Yes.
0: I also wanted to bring up the video's reference of uh, a man named Ragunat Karve who was a Marathi professor who proposed 100 years ago that the reason for India's poverty, widespread poverty, was that people were having too many children, but then they couldn't afford to feed those children or educate those children, Uh which kind of bears out to be true. So he recommended that more men should get vasectomies voluntarily. Okay, But men confused this procedure with castration thinking that their genitals were going to be removed and even those who understood that the procedure is not at all removing any part of a man's body were hesitant to undergo the procedure thanks to their fragile egos that is the terminology used in the video okay and I did I did look into Carve a bit outside of the video because I always worry when I hear sentiments like this, I'm like, okay, we're we going sure. into eugenics territory, but we're not. Yeah. Um, he was a legit guy, he was his primary primary goal was increasing sexual liberty for all people. Well, and that's so, great. So
1: he was like, you can, if you get a vasectomy, you can continue to have sex, yeah. but you're not going to have children exactly. like anymore.
0: Yeah, his whole thing was not like, we need to stop these people from reproducing. It was, we need to let these people be able to have sex because that's normal and natural for them to want it. But then they don't need the you financial go, bur- burden of having children from each of those encounters. I can't, I'm sorry, can
1: you imagine... <laughs> Getting pregnant every time you had sex. It'd
0: be a lot. It'd be too much. It's too much. But so, yeah, sex ed and family planning and sexual liberation are certainly not new ideas in India, but they have been stifled. And... The video, you know, kind of draws this connection between the thousands of years of invasion, colonization, and oppression that have led to this more conservative outlook, and this is something that we've talked about before. Yeah, um, with the Brits. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but before that, as you referenced with the the Kama Sutra, Indian culture has been in some in some capacities more open and encouraging of the mature handling of what we would call today sensitive topics. Yeah. And the the video discouraged India from inheriting Britain's attitude towards sex unless they yeah. want to continue to have the same sex related issues like teenage pregnancy. Right. Which I just I liked that idea of just like we don't need to be like the British, you guys. Like they they didn't do us any favors.
1: (laughs) We should pretty much actively go in the opposite direction, actually. I I just think it's funny too, because like we're still trying to
0: I know (laughs) shrug that off too over here. It's just brave blame the British for everything. But uh that's the end of my research for this week.
1: But thank you for sharing that. Like yeah it's sad.
0: It It is it makes me sad. Yeah. The idea of people being so ashamed of even just wanting to ask questions is, is really sad. right. And I also want to make it clear, too, like, we're not saying that everybody should be having sex.
1: <laughs> no, no, And I, no. I don't think
0: the vast majority of people would assume that we were saying that, but just knowing that there are people out there who think that just talking about sex means that you're encouraging having sex. Like, right. we're encouraging people feeling comfortable and safe to have sex if that's what they want.
1: Yeah, yeah. or even to explore those urges if you feel them Mm -hmm. throughout like through puberty it's like how do you find safe ways of instruction to be like yeah this is why you're feeling this Mm -hmm. and this is something you can do
0: to to you know explore that on your own you know whatever like safe non-judgmental validating resources
1: right and again because it goes into too like if people felt comfortable about masturbation more Mm -hmm. and knew that that wasn't a shameful thing to be feel guilty about you know there's that way to take care of those sexual urges without actually having sexual intercourse with another person this is a
0: very good point yeah but thank you yeah absolutely this was a really interesting week of research for me it was um yeah so i i I enjoyed it yeah
1: Mm -hmm. bollywood news (laughs) i still don't have anything i am yeah not great with that lately
0: (laughs) that's okay the trailer for Kriti's new movie with shahid kapoor came out oh i take it that you didn't watch it
1: i didn't but is it good it's it's
0: very good i okay good (laughs) i i feel very excited about this movie um i yeah i kind of i'm like do I want to tell you what or do you want me to watch or do it? I want you to watch it and then I'm like do I want you to watch it right now so we can like talk about it but
1: <laughs> so yeah should we should we 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 just I just watched the trailer for the first time
0: <laughs> I just think And that's a shocker I know. <laughs> yeah I so love I it. I just I think that's a lot of fun yeah and I'm very excited to watch this movie when it comes Look, out
1: I was here for it before the robot. I know, thing. me too. <laughs> I was like, oh, this looks fun and sexy yeah.
0: and kind of funny.
1: And then she's a robot. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to see her play that part I know. too.
0: I think she's gonna be adorable.
1: Oh. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I'm very excited.
0: Anyway, yeah. I'm glad we I'm glad we got to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was a great, yeah. <laughs> great A piece of Bollywood news. Um pluggables. Follow us on Instagram or TikTok at two white girls talk bollywood. You can f- do the things you do on those platforms. Mm-hmm. Also consider subscribing or following us on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on yeah. and leaving a review maybe if you feel so inclined. Mm-hmm. But whatever you choose to do or not do, thank you for listening. Yeah,
0: thanks for joining us. And join us as well on YouTube and Spotify, where we keep our Bollywood Bangers playlists. We add our favorite songs from the movies we watch to those playlists. uh, And you can listen along with us and follow the links that we put in our episode descriptions, as well as in our Instagram posts on Tuesdays. Woot, woot. Woot, woot, indeed. (laughs)
1: and now (laughs) the moment we've all been waiting for the
0: moment you've been waiting for like maybe since we started this podcast
1: (laughs) i mean yes our film for next week Mm -hmm. is boggy yeah it is we're going back to tiger and we're really seeing tiger at his most tiger
0: the the tigerist of tigers that is absolutely for sure so if you ever
1: just wanted to see Him beat up a whole bunch of dudes. The Boggy franchise is for you.
0: (laughs) Yes, it very much is. Which I think so excited. uh, Yeah, and I think that that's isn't that one of several reasons that you would seek out a Tiger movie is just for the Uh, incredible fight sequences, the incredible dance sequences. Yeah,
1: because we got Tiger and we got Shraddha Kapoor, who is amazing, and it feels like we've been away from her for too long. I
0: agree. I think it would be helpful to mention too that, you know, this, if you're unfamiliar with the Boggy
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> trilogy, uh, there are three of them. We are not going to watch them back to back. That's true. We are going to divide them up, uh, kind of sprinkle in some movies in between. But I'm excited for us to get started because uh, yeah. this. I've only seen each of these movies once.
1: You've only seen Boggy once?
0: I've only seen it once, yeah. Oh my God. It is, see. That's one of my (laughs) (laughs) go-to. Like,
1: I'm just like, oh, man, I need some Boggy. Because it's got everything. It's got a cute little child. It's got a cute romance. Uh It's got, like, a school for martial arts yeah Uh, yeah oh man but yeah i think it'll be my 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 heart's pounding (laughs) thinking about it
0: (laughs) um it'll be fun to watch the escalation of the number of people that tiger takes down in the climactic fight scene of each of the boggy films
1: Um, yeah 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 also you gotta keep an eye out for when he loses his shirt and how he loses his shirt yes. that's an important piece of all three boggy films yeah
0: and i do feel like if i remember correctly that is also a bit of an escalation <laughs> it is <laughs> uh, yeah uh, excellent love it so imdb's plot description is quite brief it's just a martial arts student seeks revenge after the murder of his master
1: i forgot about that part <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's not what Katie's here for.
1: <laughs> I'm much more here for the romance of the, romance the on yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's true, that guy's there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Boggy is available on Netflix. I think it's a crying shame that Netflix seems to think it's only a 63% match it for things like I love. It was like
0: 37 for me. I was like, who do you think I am?
1: <laughs> Especially having just watched Brothers son, you know? Yeah. like,
0: Come on. Oh, yeah.
1: So, so I like the IMDb synopsis because the Netflix synopsis addresses the other half of the plot. Ah, okay. Which is always what we hope for yes. when we read these. Yeah. But on Netflix, it says a martial artist faces his biggest test when he has to travel to Bangkok to rescue the woman he loves from the clutches of his romantic rival.
0: Yeah. So
1: don't worry, friends. There's enough time in this film for both of those plots (laughs) to happen. (laughs) It's all intertwined.
0: Yeah.
1: I also I'm so excited. It's just like,
0: get ready to fight.
1: Oh man, guys. If you're looking for a good workout song, there it is. Yeah.
0: We should maybe start a new Spotify playlist that's just like pump up themes. (laughs) Like
1: Jim's theme.
0: (laughs) Jim's theme could be on there. The theme from Totem should be on there.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, super excited. Don't take this movie too seriously. Definitely not
0: in like the best possible it. way like just enjoy. Yeah. let it let it just wash over you
1: very entertaining
0: <laughs> but yeah
1: until next time remember bollywood doesn't need us no. but we need bollywood it's true and sexual education in our schools yeah. across
0: the world yeah across the world yeah Yup. everyone be like the netherlands yeah <laughs> uh,